Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things, and, um, and butts! Enjoy the show! Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we treasure the ink and find hidden gems. I'm H.D. the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir the Cat. Hi. Hello. Uh... So yeah, we're actually back to a normal episode. Yeah, uh, after doing <laughs> how many? Like, I feel like I feel like for a while it was every other episode or more was like a, a, a gimmick. <laughs> well, I mean, and, we did hit the big uh, stretch at the end of the year where it's like holiday after holiday after holiday. Yeah, where where our ancestors were probably trying to figure out ways to make people not feel miserable in the cold weather. Well, I mean, I mean, like, but also to not to mention there was an episode, like episode right before the one, the last one, was the one where uh, Alex filled in for Cirque, so that was true. unusual. So, yeah, um, I just it's just a little funny that we got uh, so we got our podcast promoted on my brother, my brother and me, and then. Uh, like that very next stretch was like like the if people were listening to our recent episodes, they would have not probably gotten a very accurate perception <laughs> of right. what it is we actually do. So I'm excited to finally be getting back into what will probably be a pretty long stretch of not doing anything too out of the ordinary. Yeah. Right. Uh, By the because, way, I uh, I hope everybody's Christmas is good. Yes, we are recording this the day after Christmas. Yes, I got a new computer from my roommates, which is uh, what I'm recording on right now. I got a rock. <laughs> we did that joke already. I know, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, no, it was a it was a good Christmas. My parents got me some neat drawing books about human anatomy and perspective. Ooh, I um, I got them some board games and lush bath bombs. I got a bunch uh, of, uh, actually, go ahead, Casey. No, is it? Okay. Um, I got a bunch of cool gift cards and new speakers and also Usagi Ojimbo volume one. Oh, is it the really big thick one? Yeah. I was surprised by how, uh, That's huge it is. Exciting. Yeah. I once found an Usagi Ojimbo, uh, uh, plush doll at a comic shop uh, and I bought it for a friend uh, and he was really excited because apparently it was really rare and the comic shop was selling it for like $30 and when I purchased it they were like you know that's been sitting there for like five years wait seriously <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know I guess they just didn't realize like how valuable it was uh, I don't know like I had a hard time finding it on eBay like when I googled it so I don't oh. know I should also mention that uh, cartoon-related, well, I mean, Usagi Ojembo is also cartoon-related, show up in the Teenage Ninja Turtles stuff. But uh, HG got me a cool little necklace with a pendant on it with uh, Bill Cipher from Gravity Falls. And that was really cool. Oh, that's great. So thank you, dude. 
You're welcome. I, 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 when I saw that, I thought that was like absolutely something in your range of like things you would want. So you know, I, I, I had to get it. On the other side, oh, well, the other side is like that the the symbol of the that one the one of the, uh, the unseeing eye or something like that. What is it called? Uh, cult of the unseen eye or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something I heard about Bill Cipher is that uh, his voice was actually supposed to be an impression of David Lynch, uh, which I think is funny. It's almost accurate. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Like, I guess I guess it was supposed to be an impression specifically of David Lynch as Jordan Cole in Twin Peaks. Huh. Uh, yep. So that's kind of cool. That's A cool Bill Cipher fact. Cartoon news. Um, okay, so okay, so so first things first. Uh, I want to make a correction from upon, uh, upon last episode, um, or it might have been a couple episodes ago. But uh, I said that the best Pixar movie was Ratatouille, and uh, I'm actually wrong. It was actually uh, Inside Out. Inside I Out. That. I need okay. to make that correction. Uh, I was. It was wrong of me to go say that. As much as I love Ratatouille, it was incorrect of me to uh, state such blatant lies because Inside Out is the best Pixar movie. I okay. don't. I don't feel like Ratatouille been your favorite because that's a really good movie. <laughs> I don't get wrong. <laughs> In- well, no, it's a good movie. Mm. I know. I just, I, I just, I felt like an idiot because I was like driving home one day and I was like, oh. I forgot. Oh, I, shit. I said right, I liked Lady okay, in the Tramp too. Inside I said out. It's like it's, it's out. like no, but Inside Out. Inside Out makes me weepy. No, yeah. That movie is like it understands human emotions in ways that very few things do. Yeah, I really like that movie, and I think Amy Poehler is great in it. I I got something to judge you guys about though. What you talking? You talking smack about the Incredibles and objectivism? Not not in the sense that you're talking smack about objectivism because <laughs> objectivism. No, but the fact I, that you're trying to like that you were mentioning that there's sort of like a link there. Nah, not really. I mean, in a vague kind of way, it, it you could see where we're coming from, though, right? Like it's like okay. not a hundred percent so because like obviously the the real uh like the 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 main villain is a capitalist who is trying to like you know uh like deregulate a uh, small class of uh needed workers and stuff like that fine but uh i don't know it's just it, the, you could definitely get that feeling that they yeah, they these people are being special and being held back because they have to fit into society or whatever and here here is here is my argument Ayn Rand and Bradbird start at the same origin point which is there are special people out there that are more skilled than like regular people where she turns right and she says that means they're obviously better and they should not be held back and anybody who held, holds them back is a parasite. Bradbury turns left and he suggests that all these like great gifts that they have are essentially meant to be used to help other people. Yeah, but the, the thing about it the thing about it though is the villain's motivation is to give everyone superpowers. Uh, so that, uh, so that no one will have superpowers and that's what's portrayed as being, uh, wrong. And I think that's where the objectivist argument comes from. Not that I agree with it, just that I think that's where it comes from. All right. It's just, if you look at his, like, like his whole, like that and like Tomorrowland together, you realize he really, really hates objectivism. Mm -hmm. Like the whole end of Tomorrowland is about that. 
Yeah, which I haven't seen. But I think we should probably get into cartoon yeah, news if definitely. we have any. Well, okay. I mean, there there's some things we can talk about because both a lot happened and a lot nothing happened. But I also feel like that one of the big things that did happen is something that is like everyone's talked about already. And I'm not sure what we can add. Uh, and that's the big Disney Fox merger thing, you know? Uh, oh, man. I mean, it's such a weird kind of situation because like, on one hand, like, I don't know, like, on one hand, like, it's, I, I, I kind of like, you see, here's the thing. Whenever Disney's acquired a franchise or, like, a company or anything like that, uh, at least lately, uh, it's meant that some it usually improves the product and at least understand to the root of why those things are actually good and people like them. Um, yeah, but that's not that's not the concern though. I don't right. think anyone's worried that Disney will be making uh, worse films with Fox's properties. In fact, I don't know if any company could do worse than Fox with their own. Well, maybe Sony. Yes, but, Sony, uh, Sony, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I, you know, it's it's obviously just that we don't want uh, we don't want one mega corporation we don't want uh every property in the universe to belong to a single entity <laughs> right and i, I that's that's you know? where i was going with is that like yeah. yeah i don't like that very much at all and i also don't like how much uh the murdochs are going to have a yeah, that, yeah that's a thing that really really scared me like i yeah it, it doesn't sound like Iger's happy about the idea of like because like people are trying to speculate is are, is Rupert, Rupert Murdoch going to become the president of Disney uh, after Iger steps down? And uh, Iger seems not very happy about that idea because really? he basically because he seemed to like immediately go, uh, I'm actually going to be talking to Iger about his role in the company. So uh, just settle down, please. Okay. okay thank God. <laughs> so like um, if I if uh, I may add something, the, the antidote to all this is to go vote in the 2018 elections. For God's yeah. sakes, please go vote next year. Will that help? Will that help with this merger? Yes, it will. Because if you get congressmen and senators in their respective places that are antitrust, it will clear the way for this to be at the very least mitigated. Yes, that's true. Yeah, we need to improve antitrust things because this is ridiculous. Um, and it isn't like this won't not like antitrust laws haven't been effective before because we basically completely quashed like an AT&T merger with what was it? Uh, oh God, I can't remember what it was, but basically it would have like basically reduced like the number of like cable companies to like basically two and <laughs> like, it, yeah, like it, it, it would have uh, been a nightmare, but it actually did work. So yeah, as long as we have people in office who actually are willing to stand up against big corporations becoming literally unable to be like comp- have any competition whatsoever we can actually get there toontown public works episodes one through 16 yay disney we love disney toontown public works episode 17 F- disney we what? hate disney well, down well, with disney I, no, no, well. no, 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 no 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 you misunderstand i <laughs> no lo- i don't i don't misunderstand okay. i just think it's funny <laughs> yeah okay. no 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 I, I i i've been i've been against a lot of the bullshit disney does since the start of the yeah. podcast I, I think that uh, made- as a company I think that we've made it clear throughout the podcast that you can love a company and also criticize the actions that they do. 
Well, yeah. no, I think I think it's I think we I don't think it's the company we love. I think it's the properties we love and the, the properties and the creators and the and the and the uh, freedom that the 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 production company allows to for those creators to actually make whatever they want and be able to express themselves online as well too. Because uh, these people are actually totally like like when it comes to the case of like James Gunn or uh, Rich Moore. Or Byron Howard, they actually really have a lot of freedom to say what they feel about politics, especially against like you should see if you want like to see uh, how like look at like look at James Gunn's Twitter feed lately. Like it is the most anti-Trump thing on the planet. It's great. I love it. Uh, And Disney doesn't really care. Like they're fine with him being like that because they don't really get in the way of people expressing themselves like that, you know. Uh, well, well, to be honest, like in a, a preview for the new one of the new, um, uh, it's called Marvel 2N1. It's one of the new comics they're putting out with the thing and the human torch. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a Trump joke in there that they removed by the time that it got to uh, to the stands, which is also worrying. I mean, that's that's not unheard of though i think there's i think there's so much in the machinery of what happens before a product like this is put out that i would not be able to tell you where that bottleneck was that prevented that from happening and that's the same with james gunn's twitter feed same with everything like i don't i don't have any concepts of that so i don't feel confident to speak about the justice of Disney well, in that I mean, capacity. I can imagine a company getting really scared of one of their biggest directors uh, basically combating the president of the United States and practically calling him a fascist, you know? But, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, they don't seem to really rein him in, so, you know. I'm just wondering I'm just wondering if James Gunn spoke up about the merger. Like, what would they do about that? Um, I don't think they've really said too much, but I think they also were, like, said to basically not think of it in terms of, like, things that the company's, like stuff like that you know like, yeah see like I, I guess these are once again these are all questions that i'm unqualified to answer so they're just right. food for thought any other cartoon news maybe something more uplifting uh <laughs> just sadly i don't have something more uplifting because my only oh, other no. cartoon news is illumination student a grinch movie oh boy oh yes just what i always wanted <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the promotional uh, picture for that. I prefer the, the, the ba- Grinch. I prefer the baby Grinch from the live action version. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Um, I am under no delusion that the Grinch that stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey one, is a good movie. God no. But I do like it a lot it's i a watched it pleasure. i watched it very recently uh uh on christmas day even and uh it was actually really fun at how just unsubtle it is <laughs> and it's like it's like camp in all the best kind of ways you know also jim carrey uh, gives a really good performance in it yeah too bad jim carrey's a motherfucker but uh you know uh but, you know, but 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 like okay and also i'll be honest i'm also not one of the people who dislikes the idea of a remake or an adaptation in principle 
because all of culture is technically some sort of remake or adaptation of something technically like if you want to get down to the bare bones uh we've had this discussion before on uh on the podcast but like god they do not need to make the grinch cute for the love of god and it's not even just not like, only not only do they not have to but also they didn't like <laughs> they well, made him look really bad well like the thing is like it's like it's this generic kind of cute that's like i don't know it's 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 an attempt at no no cute. no no, I no, don't no disagree no. with that when i say cute i mean that with huge quotation marks there um that's basically the same kind of thing that they did with the minions which is like this doe-eyed oh he looks like super like he's like out of his head or whatever so he's super spacey so he's cute or something and it's like no he just looks like a fucking emoji from the emoji movie like no <laughs> he's he's terrible he looks terrible and then there's the adult one which they also showed off not too long ago so basically is a response to the backlash to that terrible 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 poster with the little kid grinch to show no 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 that's not what the grinch looks like all the time he looks like this and uh that new other one looks okay but I, I didn't can, see it, so I won't say. But um, I, I, I can like send you. I'll send you a quick little. I can't imagine it's better than anything. Illumination. I, I will say done. this. I will say this. Mm-hmm. They are trying to corner the Facebook mom market and the Tumblr market. Oh yeah, no, no, no. That's uh, the, the exact right. same thing that happened with uh, the Lorax. Like the like uh, the Lorax is just straight up like it's it's like got both minions in it and also has a uh angsty uh put upon guy that Tumblr people want to ship and okay no no no. so like what this what this reminds me the most of is the other two uh illumination dr seuss movies that's pretty much just par for the course I mean, uh, yeah, category. I mean, for sure, but, like, I don't know. Not better. No, no, <laughs> no, no. For certain. God, no. Um, God, just, I, I... Just the same. I, I didn't really think about it until, like, very recently, uh, but, God, Horton here's here is who is basically pro-life propaganda, isn't it? No, 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 no. Dr. Well, Seuss's like, wife said that... that... No, 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 not, 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 not the actual... One, not the actual book or the cartoon or anything. No, I'm talking about the movie. Oh, really? The movie just really hammers into the idea that that just... could be true. I'm not actually all that familiar with it. I know that the I know that the uh, there was no subtlety in the environmentalist themes in uh, the Lorax. Well, no, it, the problem isn't <laughs> it's were... subtle. It's not subtle. The problem is that it doesn't give a like. It doesn't actually. It's not sincere at all. Like it's no. this anti corporate. Uh, behemoth of a movie that like seems to only really like trees because think the little girl thinks that trees are cool. But then like, uh, it's also one of the, it was a movie that was like heavily marketed to the point of ridiculous like ridiculousness. Like with to the point where they and, were like trying to push cars and stuff. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Oh no no they were pushing a car with a uh thing saying that it was the Truffula Tree Seal of Approval on it, which is like just good yeah Lord. i think i i think was it a Lindsay ellis video that no, touches on all these things yeah yeah or? yeah yeah. Lindsay ellis does yeah Though, honestly, i'm trying to remember that and yeah. while I, I will say that while doug walker is kind of hit or miss um yeah. <laughs> he, he did a really good one about the lorax about how disposable and insincere and bad it is and how it seems to not really 
care about its own message. As a and, cute woodland yeah. cur, I hated the cute woodland curs in it. I was glad when they left the film. Yeah, no. Uh, Wait, the domestic cat is a woodland critter? <laughs> I mean, I did go to the mountains, so technically I count. Okay, I guess I guess one trip to the mountains is all it takes to be certified woodland. He he's part cougar. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I've got two small pieces of cartoon news that we could just briefly touch on. Yeah, yeah go ahead. So first of all, uh, and I just got these from a website so that we could maybe talk about something that wasn't abysmal. Uh, <laughs> uh, so first of all, Wes Anderson is doing an Isle of Dogs VR experience at Sundance, which what? is not. Yeah, I don't know what it involves necessarily, do you get to play a dog? but <laughs> well, if I do. If it, I do live like a one hour drive from Sundance, so maybe I'll go check it out. If 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 it if it's everything's not zoomed out in center frame every moment you're in that VR thing, it's not an actual Wes Anderson VR experience. Yeah, so like it doesn't it like the articles are saying that the the details are very sparse, uh, but they're saying that it inserts the viewer into the miniature world of the film face to face with the cast of dogs as they are interviewed on set while the crew of the film works around you to create the animation you are seeing. That's pretty so it sounds like a really cool <laughs> like be, yeah, I really I maybe I'll go out and check that out because uh that sounds very Where are they doing relevant this? to my interests? Uh Sundance Film Festival. Oh okay, that only place they're yeah. doing it. But yeah, one one bit of cartoon news that is vaguely news, but not really, is that there there has been an English language trailer for the directed to video Woody Woodpecker live action CG hybrid film. What? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where, is, where I, where I don't know. This? It looks like. Where was this? Uh, no one. I guess no one heard about it because it, I guess it must have been bad. Uh, it was produced by Universal, though, um, of course, because <laughs> they have they own Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, like literally uh, the other reason why they even have Woody Woodpecker anymore is just to have a kid friendly icon at Universal Studios, honestly. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything else yeah. is just like adult properties until like Nintendo Land comes around and they can just put fucking Mario there or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I I love Woody Woodpecker, which makes me very scared. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's really bad. Um, they will treat the property yeah. with love and respect, maybe. Yeah. So who knows? It's impossible to say, but I I think it's safe to assume that a Woody Woodpecker live action CG film would not be marketable in theaters so yeah. this is probably this is probably the only way we would get a revival of woody woodpecker modern day well period. well here's the thing this is good news because it basically says that at this point uh the 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 movies like the smurfs or the smurfs 2 or the rocky and bullwinkle movie those are being are, shoved into the peripheries yeah yeah they're no longer <laughs> like things in the theater they know that people don't give a shit about that they if they make an adaptation for the big screen it's got to be actually you know reverence to what it actually is supposed to be because like reverent I'll, or at least good like just good is enough yeah like no like um <laughs> Like I'll be honest, I am a huge defender of the Mister P, uh, Mister Peabody and Sherman movie, the Mister Peanut Butter. Okay, I think right? you almost wanted to say, "Shut up." Um, uh, the Peabody not... and Sherman. Uh, yeah, like it's basically uh, it, it ends up playing the whole dynamic between uh, Peabody and Sherman as a gay dad and as his adoptive son, and I kind of like that. 
I don't know. It's it's subtle enough. I don't as a movie. I don't love it. I'm I mean, embarrassed it's, to say. It's not. Like it's, it's not the best. But I do think it's really fun, and I think Mr. Peabody's adorable. It has it has a dog in it. It it has it has a dog so, who is a dad in it, and I approve of that. Yes, and I'm I am ten times more likely to be uh to be lenient to a movie with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not so, lenient to movies with dogs in it, and I liked it, so it must be okay. Yeah. Uh, but the dog is the dog is really the saving grace of that movie. No, it <laughs> so. is. Wait, does that work with HD too? HD, did you like Pom Poco? Oh, Pom Poco is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, like, it works for it, you it, too. Well, fuck you. Pom Poco <laughs> is the best studio Ghibli. Pom, Pom, Pom Poco Pom- is actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is sad. Oh my god, it's sad, but it's also one of the few environmentalist films that actually fucking gets it. Yeah, like, you know. yeah. Wait, is this is this a movie about a raccoon? It's about uh, Tanuki's, technically. Yeah. Tanuki's. Okay, so Cirque, you probably are okay with Garfield then. <laughs> leave, leave the podcast. Get out. <laughs> I'm okay with Garfield, if nothing else. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right well i think that we have covered cartoon news sufficiently this week we should move on to the main segment yeah. yes we should and we are going to go back to just as a heads up go ahead hg the list okay so just as a heads up what we do in this podcast is we have a uh, Big DVD full of public domain cartoons that we are going to randomly select three from off of the list. I don't do that. That's a sheets purview. And yes. uh, we are going to watch them and talk about them. And you will be able to follow along at home. We will provide links on our website and in the description. All right. So, Alex, drum roll, please. Oh, hey, uh, we are going to watch uh, a something from Ray Harryhausen. Uh, <gasps> oh, boy. Ooh. We're going to watch the story of Rapunzel. Oh, is this another one of those uh, like uh, mother deuces? Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those. So we're going to watch that. Stanley. That's good because we have been uh, we have been one for one in terms of good quality cartoons from them. Yes. So. All right. So yeah, that was actually pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. The the those uh, Harryhausen uh, stop motion animated shorts, I feel like are just some of the best stop motion animation that I can think of. Like the 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 movement is so expressive. Like, it's and very that's all fluid. I mean. Like the model the models aren't. Like I think <laughs> I think I enjoy the models more and like Wallace and Gromit and you know like a like a like. Spunkmeyer films well, and stuff, but like because those actually have a motion on them <laughs> that are not just sex doll face and then creepy yeah. smile. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the Harryhausen, the Harryhausen characters though, they just move in such exaggerated and expressive fashion that I just like I can't think of another parallel. It's just. 
they always look really pretty and they have very emotive movement. This, like, well, I think uh, I think that if he was working with like, like just like stop motion like clay mannequins, it would improve it. Because yeah. I think he gets a lot across with like body language and stuff. Well, yeah. like, uh, like the one thing I would say that these always remind me, and I briefly touched about when we were watching it, is that uh, looking at any shot from these kind of Ray Harryhausen like fairy tale kind of things remind me of like viewfinder, like old fashioned viewfinder stuff. Cause like, um, you know, it, back in like the day, back in the day, like in the eighties or seventies uh, or like even like in the nineties, uh, the way they did viewfinder stuff is they had, uh, they had these like, like, uh, they had these sets, the miniature sets, uh, where they just took still photos of these claymation looking kind of things. Um, they're always this weird kind of you like, ethereal kind of looking areas that I've always been super nostalgic for and are really hard to recreate outside of it. And like, they would also do it for like, not just like original stuff or like adapting fairy tales, but they also do it for like, uh, Donald duck or, uh, the Looney tunes. So you make like these, uh, claymation figures of it and it always looks so interesting. And the way that viewfinder worked, it always looked really cool in 3d and it was like seeing a different world in a lot of ways. And I feel like what these Ray Harryhausen shorts in a lot of way, are like viewfinder, uh, like viewfinder uh, images in motion to me, and I kind of really love that. Yeah, so like something I will say is that between all the Ray Harryhausen ones we've seen, I would recommend our audience go back and watch the uh, the Big Bad Wolf, right? Yeah, the Little Red Riding Hood one because, yeah. like this one, this one is it's not a bad cartoon, but it only really has three set pieces. You know, it has the outside yeah. of the tower, the inside of the tower, and the top of the mountain, and they all have like a very similar palette. I think the Little Red Riding Hood one has like a lot more interesting scenery in it. Uh you know, mm-hmm. and and I feel like part of the part of the problem with this one having so few set pieces is it kind of. Uh, it kind of nailed into me how repetitive and kind of boring Rapunzel is as a story. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, like there's a reason why the Disney yeah. story is like almost completely different. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason Tangled is like so. Uh, well, you know, like this. This uh, I mean, this is not as good as Tangled. <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> like. Not. Uh, like, it's still good though. It's really good. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's basically, I mean, it's just the plot of Rapunzel really. Uh, like the only weird things I would say are, uh, that the witch, uh, like if, if you don't know the basic plot, a basic plot is that there's an old, there's a girl trapped in a tower with golden hair. That's really long, uh, trapped her by a witch, uh, Prince finds her, uh, then, uh, tries to rescue her. Uh, but then gets blinded by the witch, but then the uh, little uh, eventually uh, Rapunzel manages to get away. Well, she doesn't manage Rapunzel... to get away so much as she gets put in a place by the witch. Well, yeah, not a different place, and then uh, she either gets away or is found by the prince while blind, and either they are together and he's still blind, or in this version, uh, her she's manages to magically make her him unblind and happily ever after heterosexuality is magic yeah (laughs) also also uh oftentimes the witch cuts off uh rapunzel's hair too um yeah which you know but like um and it's basically that but there's a couple things that i thought were pretty funny um one 
was that uh, the witch, apparently all she does this for is that she just likes having her in the tower so she can climb up the tower. Which, by the way, she's super athletic for an old woman to be able to climb that, like, to, like this, these ropes. Oh, she up just goes up like, face. she just goes up that like it's a, like a ninja warrior challenge or something. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, all she does is just stare at her for hours. And it's mm-hmm. not like this is, like, an interesting tower or anything. It's just, like, her and a bunch of, st- in, like, a stone room with, like, a spinning wheel. And that's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, uh, you know, obviously the the sin of the villain in this uh, story is uh, envy. Yeah, you know, it's like, and yeah, I, that think, I think that's yeah, that lust. I guess it could, like I could I could see that reading, but I don't think that was what was intended. <laughs> I don't know. I could totally see this as being like an anti like lesbian woman kind of thing or something. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like I I, I really I feel think like that I really think that uh, when the brothers Grimm created Rapunzel, they intended for the witch to be jealous of her hair. I guess <laughs> like that yeah. was that was the yeah, intention. but that's just such a weird. I don't know. I just I, it's such a. I, I just I, I'm glad that Disney co- concoct a motivation that made like a little bit of sense mm-hmm. <laughs> at the very least, you know. Uh, HG yeah, people didn't Harris, believe that lesbians were a thing back in the Middle Ages. Well, they thought witches were a thing, and they probably thought they wanted to f- each other, you know. Yeah, but like the thing about the the thing about the Grimm's fairy tales is that they were simply parabolic. You know, like there wasn't yeah. really you know a whole lot of thought to my guess. My guess is the Brothers Grimm weren't putting a whole lot of effort into, say, making sure characters had believable motivations or lore or any of that. It's just kind of, you know, like a... Well, I know. I know that. I just... It just... It's it's just... it's When you try to bring it up to modern day, you just... These inaccuracies, like, they basically... Not these inaccuracies, but these, like, uh, inconsistencies are very... uh, desperate plot threads they just don't seem to really fit anymore. yeah see yeah. i i actually i actually do like your lust reading though and i actually would like to see it adapted in that way <laughs> the story i, I like, would like that they, only could make... I, I would like that only if it ends up that the prince wasn't also right for her and she ends up finding a woman or something yeah. see the the problem i think the main problem with the lesbian reading of rapunzel is it would end up being another uh, it would end up being another gay tragedy movie. Yeah. Well, that, well that I mean, sucks. like, well, I mean, it'd be a gay tragedy only if she doesn't get up with a woman at the end. Yeah, but that's what happens in the original story. Well, <laughs> see, like, like that—that's what I'm saying. Is if it if it is about a if it is about a witch and the woman that she imprisoned, uh, then it would be a gay tragedy, kind of. Like, I don't know. There are I've. This is all so speculative, <laughs> but like I mean, I can think of like a version where like she's saved by a princess or something like that. Yeah, sure, yeah, but that's not? not that's. I don't think that was your reading though. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Not for this version. It, it probably yeah. doesn't help because the dude kept on making a really creepy leer at her throughout the entire cartoon. Yeah. Oh God, he had like the creepiest look. He he looks like Mr. Bean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had he had a uh, pretty. He had pretty bright red lips and a haircut that I would describe as the berries and cream guy from the Star Burst <laughs> commercial. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, basically. 
<laughs> it's just like it's just really funny how like at the end like he he finds the tower in the middle of the mountains because it has to be concealed and then he's blinded and then he and then he leaves because he's sad and he can't go back <laughs> up the tower. He's sad because he can't see Rapunzel anymore, and not because he's <clears throat> left to wander aimlessly through the wilderness that he's trapped in on and a mountain. cannot see <laughs> on a mountain. Like that's that's actually my favorite part is that it like you know the witch carries Rapunzel up to a, a shack like at the peak of the mountain right next to a cliff's edge and it says like days later the prince goes wandering back looking for her on his own completely and totally blind and he like he like f- finds his way to the peak of the mountain <laughs> <laughs> Like without dying, like, and like we we were joking because like as as he got up there, I was just like, what if he just like toppled down right now and died? Like, <laughs> what if he just like fell down. <laughs> like, well, I joked that it, it, this is like an origin of Mister Magoo because like I, I want to see the version of the story where it follows the blind prince as he like gets like he like walks on a construction site and he's like able to get by with like just being missing a wrecking like, ball, especially or whatever. especially if it's like really austere for like the first like seven minutes and then he's blinded and it becomes inexplicably a slapstick cartoon. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I'd be into that. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. boy, uh, uh, but, but yeah, that's but yeah. Ray, 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 Ray Harryhausen's stuff is really interesting. Uh, if you like fairy tales, definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my favorite so far, but uh, I still good. Think it was cool. It was still. Oh good. man, yeah. they were they were really good. Like there were there was this neat little animation. Like I think at two points in the cartoon where uh, the witch casts a spell on Rapunzel's hair to like give herself some like grips and stuff. And the mm. hair braids itself, and that oh, was yeah. oh yeah, it looks detail. it looks really really good. The way that oh, they yeah, like, the way that they did that was just it, like it's spectacular. It'd be impressive even by Laika standards. Yeah, yeah like know? it's it's something it's something that it's an example of something that wouldn't have the same impact in any other medium of animation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if for if for nothing else, watch it because of that. Like this is they really utilized stop motion for this. All right. All right, so let's go back to Antissa. The list. Hey. All right, Alex, drum roll. Oh, hey, we are getting another Oswald the Lucky Rabbit cartoon. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, good. And it's called... Uh, the plumber. <laughs> That's it. The plumber. All right. The plumber. Okay. Fair enough. Simple enough. Pretender. Pretender. <laughs> it's very God. bad. If this was you awful. Can't tell. Like this false is <laughs> rabbit. False rabbit. Like we were all we were all so excited to uh to watch this cartoon. Like a child who opens a Christmas present and gets socks or something. Like well, no, no, just... no. The problem is the problem is that like you opened it up and it was a box of socks. It was like okay, I asked for socks. Uh, and I had this like specific one that I really like. You open up and it's a fucking knockoff pair of that brand. Yeah. You know, 
and it's just all itchy and fits wrong, and it just it's <sighs> it's it's it might have given you malaria or something or something like ugh. This is this is definitely after Walt sold the had the uh, character like switch rights and stuff. Well, he didn't. He didn't. He, he didn't really sell it because, like I said, he didn't own the rights to the character. Yeah, that was part of the thing. Uh, the problem is that, like, yeah, like he didn't do it, so Universal owned it. Um, so, uh, like, and he left the company and he started his own company with his own damn mouse the po- or his own damn ink animal that like goofy around. The point stuff. is, this is after he left and also after he started doing the Mickey Mouse stuff because, oh my god. Okay. So okay. Okay. So. Real fast, I, I have a couple things I want to talk about. Go ahead. Uh, about, like, uh, so first off, this was directed by Walter Lance. Uh, if you don't know who that is, uh, he's oh. a he's a really, really uh, well-known uh, film animator. Um, okay. He, he, uh, he's the one who basically, uh, I don't know if he created him, but I know he very least was very prolific with Woody Woodpecker. I'm pretty um, sure, I'm pretty sure he created Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and okay. So according to the Wikipedia article, in fact, this is what it says. Um, when Oswald had worn out his welcome, Lance needed a new character. And that's how the Woody Woodpecker era starts. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're so, saying is this was made like right before Woody Woodpecker then? Like, well, I mean, like he, he did several Oswald the Lucky Rabbit shorts apparently, uh, for Universal. And, uh, he, he, he was known, uh, like he was, uh, his previous credentials included uh, inventing the Pararama background and developing a new streamlined Felix the Cat, uh, and he's known for uh, perfecting the Robert Hose style. And you can see some of that in here. You can see um, Felix even... the Cat. In this. Yes, correct. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, that's the, there's also more like uh, that with uh, Bill Nolan. He's also a guy who did the. But then uh, one of the animators on this, uh, well, okay, the animators were Ray Abrams. Bill Weber, Jack Carr, Don Williams, and Fred Avery. Um, so if Fred Avery sounds familiar, da-da, this is Tex Avery's cartoon. <laughs> he did some of the animation on this. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, he, he was the one who created things like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and Porky Pig and Homer Fudd and Droopy and Scurry Squirrel. Like, over, <laughs> overall, my the animation isn't one of the things I have, like, a major problem with in this cartoon. I think the character models look awful, but I don't think the animation in and of itself was that bad. It's, it's, just, it's just everything else is a mess. It's Who scripted such it? a mess. Like, what? Who scripted it? Uh, scripted uh, story was by uh, Walter Lance and Bill Nolan. Oh, great job, Walter Lance and Bill Nolan. Like it's, it's almost difficult to describe what happens in this cartoon because every character uh, lacks like a real motive. Um, like there's <clears throat> basically like okay, the only character that has a character in this cartoon is the little kid and the little kid's motivation is that he is Damien and he is trying to end the world through a flood. Yeah. He that's did, well, basically like, that's, it. that's the thing is he wants to, he wants to fuck with everyone, but he doesn't have a motivation to do so. He just, yeah, does exactly. It, you know? That's so why like, he's, that's why he's, this yeah. is a remake of the omen. He's just or an a prequel kid. to the omen. And yeah. they don't, they don't show why. He's yeah. just an asshole. No, like, it's just like uh, he, he terrorizes his father, by fucking 
giving him a ladder so he can like check on like uh, a leak up above. That and, is being well, started by cartoon rats that look like Mickey Mouse with longer like muzzles and stuff. Yeah, even though they're still wearing gloves, even though they are actual mice, but whatever. Um, I won't question it. But uh, but no, like he gives him a ladder, but first sticks soap on the bottom of each ladder rung so that when Oswald goes on top of it, he slides around and nearly kills himself. Um, and the first thing you see this little bastard do, though, is he is when when Oswald and his wife who I don't even know has if he has she has a name or anything like that but um basically uh they're singing a song about how there's going to be rain no more and all that it, kind of it stuff ain't gonna and rain what, no more. it ain't going to rain no more no more and so so what's going to ha- what happens is that uh uh the little kid he grabs the umbrella basket and throws it through the fucking window like and then like literally just creates a like property damage on his own house because it, it uh, got rain no more so they don't need the umbrellas. Yeah, he's being like super literal. He's just being a little sh and he is just destroying a perfectly good window. <laughs> and it's all because he thinks it's hilarious. And that is the entire motivation of this little kid. Well, except except he's he doing- doesn't he doesn't laugh when these things happen. I don't feel like it's because he finds them funny and it's almost like he just doesn't have a reason for doing it. He's I mean, just doing yeah. it. Look, so, this, I mean, like, look so like this, all this, all the shit that happens in this cartoon would be funny if it was like in service to something. If it was like part of some sort of comeuppance or something. But, but it's also weirdly paced, and it, it, like yeah. the, the the visual gags aren't clever or funny like they usually are in these old cartoons. And they're just, just baffling. It's, it's like just bad. Like 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 okay. So the the, the whole thing is that so. Basically, the little kids floods the house, uh-huh. uh, and I guess the mother gets stuck in clock. I don't remember how that happened. Uh, but basically, uh, what happens is like the little kid he he grabs a sardine can, opens it up, and has a bunch of sardines just come flying out and just like they come to life into the water because reasons. And then uh, he then goes out to the main living room to in like a like, little oh, yeah. boat that he's made. Yeah, and Oswald, while like trying to free his wife from the clock, uh, like, like the little kid pulls out the his pants, like as in Oswald's pants, puts some food in there, and then the fish go in and to basically eat his ass, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like that's that's all that is. So and they, then they when, eat they eat his ass, and then he chokes one. So there's a lot of. <laughs> yeah, he chokes the fish yeah, well, yeah, until he, cho- he screams. He chokes, he chokes oh the fish, and it, it unleashes it unleashes like this earpiece. This ugh. it sounds this like it sounds like the scream from Five Nights at Freddy's. Like it's like a, it sounds like it's in actual non-cartoon pain. <laughs> yeah, they brought they and, brought one of the uh, animators kids in and then and then choked him on set. Oh, I hope not. It's, it's like, <laughs> that's terrible. It's uh, yeah. Like this cartoon, it is terrible. It's just yes. like, it sounds like, but, it just sounds like a, it's an unfitting scream. And then, and then the swordfish that was mounted to the wall, hears the scream and goes to protect the sardines. And there's just like this really long and exaggerating fight between Oswald and the swordfish, and it's exhausting. It's just like there's no nothing happens for such a long time. Yeah, they're basically, so bad. 
there was hardly a minute in this cartoon where I didn't wish it was just over. The kid throws like, pin cushions into Oswald's ass, and then Oswald pulls them out and then throws them into the uh, fish's face, which is ugh. But but it doesn't do anything to the fish. Yeah, it, like, it just it just no sells it. Yeah, and then like, well, and it, it sounds like it seems like like that type of thing in most other rubber hose cartoons seems like it would be building up to like a visual pun of some sort, but there's not one. Yeah. It just happens. That's all it happens there. And there's also that weird moment where like the wife is in the clock and she's trying to climb up and then it crashes down and she says something. And it's like, it's like, when you know, it's the, the, the cookie clock pops out and then she says, you're telling me. And it's like, what? I think I think it was supposed to be cuckoo, cuckoo, like, oh, this is cuckoo. And she's like, oh, you're telling me and it's supposed to be. A, it's just not a good joke if it is a joke. I'm, I'm like, glad you remembered. I'm glad you remembered what he, she said, because basically I had a moment where it was like when I'm having a nightmare and yeah. someone says something and I can't remember what they said. And, you know, and like so so then the swordfish, it, its nose gets wedged in the wall and it gets dislodged and the swordfish gets its nose replaced with a saw and and it saws through the ground and then and the the ground serves as you know a, a funnel for all of the water to go through and Oswald's son crashes through the ground into a living room with a, a bust of Lenin in the corner it looks like <laughs> <laughs> and, it definitely does look like Lenin. And, uh, Either that or Charles Darwin. It's one or the other. It might have been Shakespeare. I don't know. It's hard to tell. And Shakespeare doesn't have a long beard like that, though. Yeah, he does. Does he? It's, I always kind of imagine more of like a goatee kind of thing. Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. But like... Uh... But yeah, that's the end of the cartoon. Like it's, it well, sounds, okay, it no, sounds first, like a mess for us to describe it. And I assure you, it's not because we're bad at describing it. It's because it's a mess. The cartoon's a mess. I think, I think we're all forgetting the bizarre part in the cartoon where uh, I believe it's Oswald or Oswald's wife picks up a cat that looks extremely like Felix the cat and then pushes him up into an umbrella. Oh, oh right. Yeah. yeah. Like it literally just turns the cat into an umbrella it's, and it's, it's like weird. Like, I, it's like, even for rubber hose logic, that's weird. Like, you can't even make that little stretch of, like, okay, okay I guess the tail kind of resembles an umbrella stand or it's, something. It's a, or umbrella, it's a very unpleasant bit of animation. But it's so weird. I don't know why it happens. And it's like, oh God. Like, and that's, that's how bad this cartoon is, that there's, like, a couple moments that are just completely bizarre and out of place. But I forgot some of them because of that. Like, it's just because there's so many other things that are just like, it feels like it takes forever to get to anything for anything to happen, really. And then when it does happen, there's nothing there. (laughs) That's basically what's going on. The punchline is literally just the Oswald pouring a bucket of water on top of the head of his son. And then they laugh. That's it. Yeah. That's not good or funny or anything. I don't know. This cartoon. This. This. God. Let's watch another one. Yeah, we're right. done with Let's this. Watch. It's done with this. So let me just pull out the. I hope you really like my variations on a classic. <laughs> Here. All right. All right. Uh, Alex. 
Drumroll, please. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we're getting uh, a cartoon featuring Meanie, Miney, and Moe called House of Magic. Hmm. Oh. I don't know what we're getting into. Well, it's definitely going to be an experience. Just three monkeys from the sticks. Nothing more than jungle hicks, but they know a lot of tricks. That's mini, mini, um so between this cartoon the last cartoon and the woody woodpecker movie we talked about this has been a very walter lance heavy episode yeah yeah uh, it was yeah I, you did some research too or uh well I no, got, it, said, it said walter lance uh at the beginning oh, i got yeah, yeah, that's right. uh, i gotta say like just from these two shorts that i've seen doesn't paint a very good picture of him <laughs> i mean okay i mean um, this wasn't as bad as the oswald short but it was it was middle of the road yeah well okay so um so little explanation first uh meanie miney and mo are characters that first appeared in a oswald the lucky rabbit cartoon called monkey wrenches which is one of the Walter lance ones so uh code word it's not one of the good ones um but uh basically yeah, it's just like they're okay. According to their theme song, the trio are just three monkeys from the sticks, just a bunch of jungle hicks, but they know a lot of tricks. Uh, and believe it or not, no, these are not black caricatures at the yeah, least. Yeah, see, that was, that's what I was worried about. I, I got <laughs> yeah, very worried Like, initially, that, initially, I was like, this seems like caricaturization, but they're monkeys, so I'll just let it play out, and there didn't seem to be any caricaturization, yeah. which I was very relieved of. <laughs> they're basically Same. just um, generic to- talking animals, but they're monkeys this time, or chimpanzees with tails mm-hmm. or something, because they look like freaking chimps, but, um... No, it's just like uh Yeah, it's like it's 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 okay. Like something I, honestly, something I, that I've sorry, oh, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, I was just gonna say that unlike the last one, there are gags that I think worked. There are things that I thought were interesting. Uh it just was very middle of the road, kind yeah. of not really interesting. Uh I don't know. Yeah, what I was going to say you go, Sirk. Uh, it turned out to be what I thought it was going to be, which was these people going into a, like, a not, a, not a mansion, as I expected, but, like, a magic shop and having to deal with magical shenanigans. Yeah, just magical hijinks. Like, so, like, something that I've noticed a lot of as we've watched these old cartoons on this collection is, uh, like, remember... In like the mid '90s, when uh, like the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, like like the companies producing for them, kept trying to capture lightning in a bottle, like with Mario and Sonic, by creating uh, anthropomorphic uh, characters that mm-hmm. could star in their platformers, hoping that one of them would end up becoming a household name. Like I'm seeing a lot of that same stuff with cartoons in like the 1930s and 40s uh, where you get characters like these three or like 
like uh like OG Tom and Jerry and uh and the hungry lion the hungry lion yeah like all of these characters that more or less were either one-offs or or were put in two maybe three cartoons in hopes of blossoming into a franchise yeah uh, yeah. Uh, basically, like, the like, mindset seems to be is, hey, we got this cool new concept and we think we can make it go like to the level of Mickey Mouse. Oh, sh- we ran out of stuff for our premise. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's 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 not unheard of to make a spinoff of like a character or like maybe something, something that might have been popular or a good idea. I mean, but like. There, there, there's stuff that do, does it well. But there's also stuff that do it really bad. So, like, un, this isn't like Breaking Bad making and then spinning off into Better Call Saul. This is like Jimmy Neutron mixing off into that one cartoon where Sheen goes into outer space. Or, is this or a like, spinoff though? Like, that's I didn't see it as a spinoff. I just thought as them trying to create a franchise from whole cloth. Well, no, because like, these were characters that appeared in, uh, they appeared in a Oswald the Lucky Rabbit cartoon. What? Oh, really? That's, okay. That's what, I was, that's what I said before. All right. Like, yeah. Sorry. They, no, I, yeah, I hear you now. They should yeah, have like just the, held they, on to these people until like the 50s or 60s. Fuckers love monkeys then. Yeah. But then, then they become really, really racist. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, and um, it's worth And Walter Lance obviously did eventually catch that lightning in a bottle. With Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> he got it with yes. Woody Woodpecker. Um, oh, speaking so. of Woody Woodpecker, though, um, basically, uh, I, I, one of the things in Wikipedia is like one of the few notable entries about these characters is that they once appeared in a Woody Woodpecker comic. <laughs> oh, apparently. wow, really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, they had they had they had quite a few shorts, like about twenty some, which is more than say like Whoa. Yeah, I know. For real. Yeah, twenty not shorts. That. Yeah, like a, it's, it's, a, it's a quite an impressive number, honestly, for a cartoon. You'd, you'd that think was that so you'd think that one of us would have heard of it. <laughs> yeah, but no, it just kind of disappeared. Uh, it's. It's it's not even like Molly Bukow where there was only like six of them or anything like that. It was just like. I, just the concept that just didn't go anywhere really yeah i don't even know how many of them are on this collection honestly like uh maybe they're lost who knows so here i think is part of the problem and this is very speculative but like uh you can't make cartoon characters out of monkeys because monkeys are already cartoony <laughs> in real life like they're it's hard to exaggerate them in a way that makes them funnier I mean, okay, I'll be honest here. Um, I'm like one of the three people on Earth that don't think that apes are great. I don't like apes much at all. I don't know. Like, they're fine. I don't have a problem with them. I'm just saying that I think I think that people, like, the draw to having monkeys as cartoon characters is people be like, oh, monkeys, they're a funny animal. And then, you know, like, that that's the problem is they've chosen a funny animal. They can't really exaggerate it in a way that makes it funnier. <laughs> like, I mean, monkeys I are know. funny in these cartoons when they're making dumb shit happen to other people. I guess. But I you, you, I just... you, under, you understand, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's not that, not that I think monkeys are hilarious, but that in general people do. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Right. Yeah, I don't so, know. It's I don't know. I've just never got that. I think monkeys are okay. They're fine. Like, yeah, like they're they fine. they may I, they may continue. I'm not saying that they're like. <laughs> I'm not calling for. I'm not calling for a monkey calling or anything like that. I'm just saying, 
Like, uh, I don't really find them that particularly interesting, and I also don't think they're particularly cute, necessarily. I don't, I don't know. I think Jane Girl is listening right now, and she's very disappointed in you. <laughs> I mean, there's there's some that I like. I like tamarins. Like, uh, I like the little golden tamarins. Those are good. Uh, but, like... And like some of their baby sized ones, but like I don't I don't give a f about chips. I like I like lemurs. I also like well, lemurs. Well lemurs are not monkeys though. Yes, no, but they're they're, they're, they're their own they're thing, I think. I feel like they're I feel like they're closely related. I don't they're know. They're close, <laughs> but they're not I'm not a zoologist. Close. I don't know I'm, anything. They're closely related enough that we have to cover our ass in case Alex decides to like do well, something no. goofy to HG. <sighs> <laughs> it's I, I don't I love lemurs I they're they're actually adorable because they're bounding little lemurs. goofballs but they're um, got, but like monkeys are just boring and yeah people but, put, and people like put them in overalls or like think that, that that's like so I, hilarious like there's so many movies about freaking chimps I like, didn't going in I didn't mean to I open up think, I didn't mean uh, to open up all the faucets for a monkey hot take party <laughs> to like pour out it's, I, I just <laughs> I was just saying I think there was a design error. <laughs> Actually, admit it to yourself though that little that picture from a couple of years back of the uh, the little monkey in the IKEA with the winter coat is pretty good though. I mean, yes, that's that's good because it was an escape artist and they're 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 wonderful. We but, have you to know. talk about this cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. This cartoon so, sucks. Okay, so no, like okay. Yeah, let's it's summarize. not. It's not the worst cartoon we watched today, at least. So like, oh, they're, no. so they're they're hanging out in the magic shop where they're taking shelter from a huge the storm. From yeah, and uh, and the store is trying to <laughs> fuck with them because it's a magic shop, and so you know, like they they'll. One of them is trying to go to sleep, and some magic gloves is playing a piano. And one of them uh, finds magical bananas that he then fingers. <laughs> no, no, no! Like, okay, the the, the banana scene is great because uh, Casey, it, like Casey, was just saying, "Boy, can this get more phallic?" Right as the banana is, started growing phallic, out, because because like he keeps eating the banana, and then it keeps going like boing up again and he keeps eating it and then and then he eats it once and then he looks into it and like Cirque said he fingers the banana hole and like well, but, but not just that though like like one of like after like a few times the banana gets, gets like huge too and it's just like what the f- okay yeah it's incredibly yeah, phallic it's it's um, it's pretty phallic <laughs> um, um, uh, but then then like I don't know eh, from there it's like I don't know. It's just like there's so like like it's basically just generic stuff. Like there's rabbits coming out of hats. Though so yeah, at one point, uh, one, at one point though, there's a goose that lands that's on top of the monkey's head, and uh, it looks just like a rotisserie chicken that was traced, and then I like, had a goose head attached to it. Walter Walter Lance ain't ever seen a goose or a duck or whatever the hell that was supposed to be. Yeah, like, and then, like, there's a mouse that was cute, and I like the mouse. But then uh, one of the monkeys tries to shoot it. Yeah, the monkey tries to shoot the mouse, For, and it's like... Why? <laughs> well, I think it's because he's trying to sleep. That's why he was mad okay. at the piano, and that's why he was mad at the mouse. He's just trying to I mean, sleep, and he can't do it. Um, I mean, sure, I guess, but, I, like... I think that's what they intended, and, okay. uh, and so... They, now, uh, while trying thing. to get the mouse, they pull the, uh, they pulled the burglar alarm out of the wall, which is, I guess, what you have to do in order to get it to go off. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so then they try to escape. And well, the, like, here's the thing, like, 
one thing about this I want to mention, and it's kind of related to what's going on, but, like, I, I'm finding this incredibly boring, and this like, such a thing, and, like, but the thing is, I love this kind of stuff, and the thing is, that also, you gotta remember, though, is that, like, some people are probably gonna levy the criticism, oh, you're getting mad at, like, a cartoon that's made for kids. These things were made for adults. Like, yeah, if if you yeah. if you think that's a valid criticism, then you're listening to the wrong podcast because that's all yeah. we do. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, and like, like, there's no reason why this can't be interesting. I just I could not give a sh about what's actually happening. Yeah, so like we're we're comparing this to other cartoons that were also made for children. That's yeah, the, the that's the same time period for us. So it's you know like yeah, same time period, same creator. Sometimes you know yeah. like this is. Uh, and this a is just argument. a pretty underwhelming cartoon. Um, yeah, it's it's it. definitely it is definitely definitely better though than the the plumber was. Yeah, well, yeah, because it was comprehensible. Yeah, you know? people but had between, noticed. Yeah, if if we if we were to pick a winner tonight though, it would definitely be Rapunzel. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just just to be fair, so the ending goes basically that uh, I. One of the monkeys, while escaping from the police, uh, uh, stole seals a jar of jam. Uh, and right when they're about to eat it, they open up. Oh, it's full of snakes, and it scares them away. The, the end. end. Though, I, I do want to mention, though, there is one kind of gag we kind of glossed over that I actually did like, is that it had that whole classic, like, swallowing the key kind of thing. Which I don't even know why they did that, but sure. Um, but then, like... Uh, when they're trying to shake it out of it, they do an x-ray on the monkey and, uh, you could see that the key is like dangling on one of his ribs and just kind of swirling around cause it's stuck. Yeah, there. It was kind of, it was kind of clever. I like that gag. Yeah. But you know, just to yeah. be fair, but yeah, Rapunzel was the best one of the night. Uh, you know, what can yeah, you say? Pretty, pretty underwhelming cartoons this episode, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, but it sometimes happens. that's how it goes. Um, so why don't we move on to our prompt? Absolutely. Uh, so first things first, because uh, last episode we had a, a couple letters that, uh, or at least one letter that was, uh, um, that we were we we're gonna have to read, but it, our episode went way too long. So we're going to read this. Uh, this is about uh, the thankful prompt. Uh, and this one is from Mycroft. So hello, Mycroft. Uh, so Mycroft goes, hi, new listener here. After bumping uh, after bumping into HT on Mastodon, which, yes, I, I am on Mastodon. Uh, I don't use it a ton, but I do think it's pretty interesting. And it's a lot less stressful than Twitter. So there you go. Um this prompt could either I could either spend too much time thinking about, or I could just go with my gut, so I'll just go with the latter. I'm thankful for the Transformer G1 cartoon from the 80s. Not only did it introduce me to cool concepts like giant fighting railing robots that are also cars and planes who have relatable personal problems, it also had some out there and sometimes contradictory storylines and some funny animation errors. I'm thankful for it for reinforcing the concept that you should never take a story too seriously and it's okay not to let canon get in the way of an interesting story. Um, and he was wondering if he was too late to submit this, and no, you're not. I, I do encourage people uh, answer to older prompts. Yeah, if we if we ever had prompt in the past that you want to give an answer to, go ahead and send that in. We really like getting responses like to previous questions from episodes. 
Yes. So, uh, yeah, so thank you for that. Um, I honestly don't have a lot of opinions on Transformers because I didn't really watch it. It never really was my thing. I got a couple of the toys, but that was about it. Um, uh, the Bay Farmers have kind of mostly spoiled the well there for me. But uh, the Transformers wiki, I think, is the best wiki out there because the, like, the captions on like the pictures and stuff are funny as hell. Like I know... I know that the IDW comics are supposed to be really good. Oh, yeah. That's what I've heard, I, too. I got really into Gundam Wing when I was, like, 14 or so, and I think just because of that, I felt that I was better than Transformers, but I definitely wasn't, because Gundam Wing is not good. <laughs> no offense to any listeners who like Gundam Wing. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't necessarily I, I didn't watch them. I didn't watch them when I was... Uh, I didn't watch Transformers when I was younger. I was never really interested in uh, cartoons that weren't funny. Okay. So uh, we got some responses for our prod for this week. Uh, quite a few, honestly. And I'm pretty much going to put this on the onus of uh, how uh, uh, like how we got promoted on the Big Man. So hell yeah. Uh, oh, real fast. Also, so also I- because this prompt, I think everyone has an answer to. Well, yes, of course. Uh, one thing, though, I do want to say that there was one response to the previous prompt, uh, also in our mentions, uh, by Matt underscore Christmas or uh, Mass- Matt underscore score C, who said uh, in response to, what was your favorite Homestar runner character that isn't Strong Batter's Homestar? And they said, Strong Set. Didn't really re- elaborate from there. Yeah. But, uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yes, I agree. Um. Uh, now let's see. Now our prompt for this week, though, I guarantee you, someone else submitted mine. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so basically, uh, God, there's so many things about just about the freaking jumbotron. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our prompt was, uh, "What was a cartoon that you wish lasted one more season?" And uh, our first response is from Grunt of Action, who says, I'd say the original Teen Titans cartoon. It ended on a cliffhanger that could have been solved with one final season or hell, even a movie. Instead, we got Teen Titans Go. Back to the drawing board. And then uh, someone... uh, Man, I didn't even watch the Teen Titans cartoon. I totally agree with that. And then there's also Tazo Gumball 2345, who said, sadly... And as a response to that, so they also agree with uh, Grunt of Action. So, uh, yes, it is a, uh, I, like I said, I, I, I never really watched Teen Titans. Uh, I know I always meant to. Uh, I was just, th- when it came out, it was during the era where I was just was not into action cartoons at all. Um, so I kind of, I kind of missed it. Um, but I would also, but, but I do honestly agree that, yeah, if, it, if the, Last season ends on a cliffhanger. You should get resolve that cliffhanger before rebooting it into a goofy comedy series, you know. But, you know. <sighs> okay, so we also got a response from uh Tom Holmes, aka Kube, on Twitter, and they said, uh, it seems like they really needed more than one more, but Thundercats 2011. Um, you know, I've actually heard about this. Yeah, I didn't um, watch it, but I heard some glowing recommendations for it. Yeah, like, uh, 
I never really was one who was like uh, super, like again, the, 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 I, it was a while before I got into action cartoons. In fact, I'm still kind of re- apprehensive about watching them, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, just because it's not really my thing. But like, uh, unless it's like got really, really good characters in it. But I've heard a lot about the new Thundercats. Uh, that actually seems really, really good, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- though I remember, I do remember people getting really mad that the new big red, uh, the big, uh, the big, uh, wait, no, I'm thinking about He-Man, not, not Thundercats. I remember there was a He-Man reboot not long ago, and that had the green tiger that He-Man rides on not talk anymore, and some people got really mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that the thing that people got like really mad about with the new Thundercats reboot is that like the main character was constantly getting sidelined for I think it's not Panthero, it's somebody else, but like there was a like sort of like friendly rival character that the writers really, really pushed during that series and like basically sidelined the attentable like main character because of it. And I think people were upset about that. Mm. You may have been thinking about that. Maybe. I, that's possible. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I haven't watched, but I'm sure that's actually a really good series because I've heard good things. Um, so Earth Digger Quick Claw uh, responded as well, and they said, Bonkers! Sure, it just got two seasons, but the cast is level, and I'm sad we didn't get to see more of them. Um, so do you know what drives me more crazy about Bonkers than the fact that we only got two seasons is that you is can't the- find those two seasons. They're nowhere. Like you can you can stream like low quality videos online, but if you want to own them on DVD or stream them in HD, you're just shit out of luck. There is no way to get them. I, I, it, it, oh, go on. I, th- I think I saw them on YouTube before, but that was a couple of years back. Maybe like it's it, Disney has done very little to publish bonkers uh, or monetize bonkers postmortem. Well, it's, uh, it's 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 weird because uh, like compared to other like well-known Disney after Disney morning afternoon or whatever cartoons like uh, like I, I I I bonkers is one of the most vivid ones in my mind. Uh, other than say like you know Ducktales or uh, like D- Darkwing Duck and stuff like that, but like uh, Bonkers would be my third one up there, and it's one shocking to me that it only lasted two seasons. Considering yeah, how it was, prolific it was pretty it was. all right. Yeah. And two, that it just seems to completely disappear. It seems I, like it, Bonkers felt to me like Disney's answer to the the Spielberg WB cartoons. Well, um, here's yeah. the, here's the thing, you know what Bonkers was originally supposed to be, right? Maybe well, maybe it, plays it was into supposed this, to right? be it was supposed to be a sequel to Roger Rabbit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I have to wonder if that's the reason why they aren't pushing it, uh, but that's probably mm, wrong. Maybe like I see my um, Disney is releasing their streaming service in the future, and I think Bonkers would be my number one wish for that. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they're going to have a lot of the, uh, anime, the uh, Disney Afternoon cartoons on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yes, good response. Bonkers is one I Definitely. hadn't considered, and I agree. Uh, okay, so uh, Graffin, Blackpaw, uh, they responded and they said, uh, oh gosh, uh, Jace and the Wheeled Warriors. I love that show, and despite it ending being... Uh, despite any it uh, to be written, oh, sorry. Wow, this is 
I apologize. I'm kind of stumbling over this. It's okay. Uh, I love that show. And despite it ending to it being written, it was meant to be in season two, which was never made. Oh, that, uh, that blows. Yeah, that does blow. Ugh. Always a pain. Uh, uh, oh, I actually don't like next to nothing, which is why I'm not really saying very much else about that cartoon. I've never even heard of it. Uh, same honestly. Yeah, I, I, did, I don't even know. I don't know it. what it is, but <laughs> I believe. But, you. but no. If it ended too soon, then I fully believe you. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of these cartoons from the. It sounds like it was from the eighties. A lot of these cartoons were sort of tied to like the marketing pushes behind it, which is it's always a shame when a show ends because of non-show reasons, you know. Right. Um. Okay. So the next one. Uh. This one's gonna be a. Okay, this one is from uh, Manly Stikura, or Stan. Uh, uh, And they say, I feel like Gravity Falls could have had one more season. Uh, And quick little spoiler warning here. Just putting one right here. Just forward it a little bit if you need to. Um, A little bit more time with Ford, as well as exploring more alternate dimension stuff, would have been really cool. Uh, And... I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of disagree a little myself. Yeah, I, I completely disagree, honestly. Like, well, um, go on. Here's the thing about that. There are there are people that believe that, like, uh, Alex and that last, like, like everything after, since we're doing spoilers, like, uh, it's like Stanford after he shows up again, there were a lot of, like beliefs that Alex was getting really tired of like doing the show due to how like labor intensive it was and the scheduling stuff. But like, if you look at the end with all the, like the, the marks associated with different characters in the series, there, there are hints in there that he could have gone for like more. Well, yeah. And that's, that's the truth of all of these is they, every cartoon could have more. Like I, I feel like I feel like Gravity Falls. I I think if there was another season, I think there would have been good episodes in it. I would have watched it, and I'm sure I would have enjoyed it. But overall, I like the way that it's concise and it has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's well paced and it just has a nice little bow on it. It's it's good for me, and I really enjoy it. But I don't mean to invalidate anybody here. Besides, if you really wanted to know more about what happened and all that kind of stuff. Uh, just pick up Journal 3. Like, there's a whole section that is just standard talking about his dimension hopping, and it's actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's it's really hilarious, set times, uh, really interesting, uh, and help explain some things that are, uh, kind of, like, a little bit more vague in the story. So, also, he talks about the dream hipster. Yes, it's pretty great. Um... But you know, I understand. I, I understand. Yeah, no, I get it. Like it, it really, it really sucks because it has good characters, and you do kind of want to see more of them a little. I get that. If if, yeah, Hirsch, sure. if Hersh ever comes back to TV and do like another series or something like animated, I'd be extremely excited to see what he does next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I think I'm also I, excited about uh, um, him working on the uh, Detective Pikachu movie. That's a good is, thing. Well, isn't he supposed to do like something for Fox or something? Is he? Yeah, like, I think that's what he was announcing. He's going to do like a Fox show. Well, I mean, that kind of counts as Disney now again. So, well, yeah, yeah, but still, you know, that's that's what I thought he was planning on doing. Like, I thought he got snatched up by them. But, anyways, uh, 
Okay, so one from uh, on Galactus, Galactus, uh, also hey, the as, world leader. Yes, also known as uh, Word Goku JPEG, and also has one of my favorite avatars on all of Twitter. Um, they responded, "I loved Megas XLR. It was a big dumb." Big and dumb and made me laugh regularly as a kid, and it also seemed like the creator was trying to build it to something greater for the finale. Instead, it ends on an okay note, and I can't even get it on, on DVD. Oh man, I know that. I know that. I haven't even like seen Megas, but I know like shit from that cartoon that makes it so so unique. I saw a couple episodes of it when I was a kid. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well it would stand up for me it's today, very- but I'm sure. It's a very, very fun cartoon. They get Bruce Campbell to do a, like a villain in one episode. That's oh, really? That that's yeah. badass. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah. Always, it's always good when Bruce Campbell's involved, uh, yeah. even if it's bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Especially if it's bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, then okay, so we got one from uh, Nikon Raccoon, also known as oh, Nikon Raccoon, uh, <laughs> uh, and they said. Pirates of Darkwater, which I've heard of. I know that they've talked about... I've seen people talk about this, but I don't remember what it was. Let me look it up real fast, because I, I, it's going to kill me if I don't think of it. What it is. Uh, God. What is this? Okay, this is definitely not what I was thinking. Uh, it's an American fantasy anime television series produced by Hanna Barbera and created by Dave Kishner, and first aired in 1991. And huh, yeah. I've oh my god, it has Tim Curry in it, so it's actually good. What? Wow. So there you go. Um, <laughs> That's enough of an endorsement for me. Yeah, exactly. And it um, also it looks like it has a multiracial cast, which I'm a fan of. And let's see. Wow, I actually this looks pretty cool. Yeah, I've, this. Yeah, I've heard things about this. I heard it's pretty neat. I just you know, uh, you know, I just yeah. Like I'll I'll have to I'll have to take that as a recommendation because I've never even heard of it. But it looks like it looks like yeah. I enjoy it. So maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe. Uh, and then finally. From uh, Thorn the Virus, or Cyber Contagion, uh, they said, SWAT Cats. They started writing episodes and everything, but Hanna-Barbera canceled it before it being, uh, for it being, quote-unquote, too violent. Oh, God. I SWAT, love Cats Swat Cats is so kid. good. It is. Oh, my God. It really Swat is. Cats, Swat Cats, yeah, probably should have been longer. I don't I actually haven't watched that in sequence, so I don't know how long it is. I watched episodes kind of... Uh, at random, like as they were on television, but that is a great show. It really I, is. I never really watched it because, again, it was during my area where I wasn't really into uh, car- action cartoons. Uh, but it is extremely nineties and extremely good. No, I've heard things, and I think the character designs are good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I don't like how the women are apparently just humans with cat ears, but aren't they? Yeah, I yeah. maybe I don't recall. It, it, I think it kind of depends on the art style that the episode's getting drawn because they do, they do, uh, they did offshore some of those episodes. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that's true of a lot of cartoons. Um, but like, I, I heard one that I always thought was hilarious. Oh, God. Actually, I don't know if this is my answer, 
but one thing I just thought of is like, uh, y'all remember Road Rovers? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't so. think that I. I it, it was basically what uh, it was a WB show uh, that was around the same time as like Animaniacs and Freakazoid and all that stuff, and it lasted like six episodes or something. Um, and only reason why it didn't continue on is because the toys didn't sell. And basically, what it was is it was like dogs that were owned by the world leaders. Oh yeah, I've uh, seen. I've seen this art. I know what this is. <laughs> yeah, they get power. Yeah, power suits, and then they like they fight crime and stuff. And uh, that I I I I can get why why people really liked it. In fact, uh, I had an ex that really liked it, though I'm not really you know. Uh, it was, it was, it's a cute show and I definitely would have liked to see more of it. And any show that got canceled just because the toy line didn't sell always pisses me off. So I kind of want it back just for that. Um, but you know, it's interesting. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so now we've gone through all of our viewer responses. So, uh, let's start with Cirque. I got, uh, I got two actually i can't i'm not sure which one to say yet uh okay. do you want me to go first yeah KC, you go first all right quack pack <laughs> shut up oh, no. you. <laughs> I have, we, haven't, we haven't done quack pack in so long guys uh no Look. i'm <laughs> mine i'm so i'm so happy that nobody said mine it's the critic oh yeah, that's actually a really good choice. Yeah, like I'm actually impressed that it wasn't said because that's one of the that's one of the you know like how people say Firefly ended ended too soon like all the time right. and that's all anyone remembers from it. That's all anyone remembers from the critic is that it ended too soon. But yeah, it was true. a it was a really funny uh god, I feel like oh. it is it is almost it is almost on par with the Simpsons. That's a hot take, but like, no, I, I wouldn't disagree. Honestly, you know, like I, I feel like I feel like it 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 touches on a different uh, type of pathos than The Simpsons. You know, where, where The Simpsons was kind of all about like the family dynamic. Uh, the critic was all about um, about like being a single father, uh, and and as someone who had a single father for a while, like I, I like I don't know, like I feel like uh, I feel like the the moments of pathos just very, they, they really connected with me. So like on a personal level, I enjoy that aspect of it, but mostly I think that it just has a great sense of humor. It's really funny. <laughs> mm. Um, and, uh, and I think that even just one more season, you know, would have, would have rounded it out pretty mm. well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, I agree. I think that's a good choice. Mm. So Cirque, HG, you gotta go next because, oh my god, I just, him saying that just made me realize that I have a third option to say now, and I have to pray to God, Jesus, that you mentioned at least one of my three. But that's, that's the thing, is I'm not sure either. <laughs> oh no. Just go oh, for no. it. Just go for it. Just, just say them both. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. Uh, I, I haven't seen this show in a long time. I've been thinking about watching it again recently, but there's one show that I remember like when I was growing up, it was one very important to me and two also ended on way too quickly. It needed a lot more time to finish itself up. Uh, and that show is moral oral. Um, 
that was a show that like I like I said I haven't seen it in years. It could totally be bigoted garbage at this point, which is why I was having difficulty whether or not I wanted to mm-hmm. choose this. Um, but basically, if you don't know what it is, it was a it was a, it's a it was a stop motion animated series by uh, Dino. God, I cannot even pronounce his last name, but I'm sure you seven elbows or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, something. Dino, Dino, uh, shit. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a very Greek last name. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and first um, name. But uh, basically, the yeah. plot is that it's about it's basically kind of like he says it's not supposed to be a parody of more of uh, Davy and Goliath, but it totally is. Um, but basically, it's a stop motion Davy and Goliath parody uh, about a kid named uh, Oral who lives in this super duper conservative Christian uh, city um, named Moralton. Uh, and, uh, in like a, in state of soda, USA. And, uh, basically it was, as a kid, it was super refreshing to see a show that lampooned, uh, conservative Christian America in such a way that was like very, very on the nose in a way that was like not being really shown off. And eventually at some point it decided to start getting serious Around way, the end of the second season, I think. Yeah, and uh, basically wanted to do a little bit more serious on like the plots. Uh, went went more into like how repressed certain people in the city, uh, and like just general like uh, how like the families are like basically living giant lies and uh, how it's destroying them from the inside out. Um, and uh, it's. It, the third season was supposed to be like, I think 25 episodes, but got cut in half Yeah, and, because it was supposed to be the final season. And the main guy at adult swim, I can't remember his name, whoever uh, he said that he didn't want to have a super serious series on adult swim. Um, cause he's a fucking idiot. Um, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's fucking bullshit. Cause now you have goddamn shit like Rick and Morty where they like, yeah. do that. Yeah. And it's like, and so like, um, but I, I remember being very sympathetic to gay people. I remember it being very interesting about like hilarious about how it completely, it, it goes into the hypocrisies of a lot of a modern American faith and a lot of conservative faith, uh, in this country. Uh, and like I said, it's been so freaking long since I've seen it. So I don't know if it's actually still any good, but at the very least, I wish it did go on to the, like the, at least the full length of the original version of the season. Cause the third season at times is so good. It is so really well done. Um, I would I would say that it would stand up in this day. There there's shit in there that is fucking phenomenal. And like yeah, and then there's also the Easter special which I thought was freaking great too. Um but like the thing is that really really sucks is that the ending is so incredibly rushed because you could tell that they just did not finish the final plot threads that they needed in the time they needed. So it just kind of just ends and i just want them to have a little more time to finish it out and thankfully they did bring it back occasionally like i said for that easter special and i you know, never actually saw the easter special it's actually pretty dang good uh it ends up being about how uh oral as a kid tried to actually like uh was actually finding inner peace and happiness outside of christianity and oh. uh but then uh his parents basically uh uh spanked him until he came into line and just became the miserable person that he kind of was. Uh, and the beginning of the show or like, it's a prequel actually. Okay. It's a prequel. Yeah. 
So basically just obedient to the original Christian faith. Uh, and that kind of messes them up. And that's why he is the way he is in the series. But, okay, I've never, I've never seen that show, but I know that it introduced a lot of people to the mountain goats, which are my favorite band. Oh, hundred uh, percent. That's, yeah. that's how I first heard of mountain goats. So yeah. yep. Yeah. Specifically no children. Yes. That's yeah, a great that, song. That I love that song, song in particular. It's a great song. Um, but okay. Uh, Cirque, you have an answer now. <laughs> okay, let me just go quickly, bless quickly, and then go into detail. Okay. All right. So, first one, just to get out there, uh, Clone High. Okay. Because, like, everybody agrees that any on a cliffhanger, and it was just so good. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I guess, this is my less quickly second answer. Um, Justice League Unlimited, because a thing, have you guys seen the original Justice League series? Nope. Um, no, it's been ages. If I okay, so the thing about the original Justice League series is that they mostly focused on, like, three-part, like, arc episodes, where it was just, like, mini-arc after mini-arc after mini-arc, mm-hmm. mostly focusing on, like, the main, like, Justice League members, so you get a Batman story. And then you get a Superman story. And then they gotta go deal with Wonder Woman stuff on Themyscira. That sort of thing. Mm. With Justice League Unlimited, what they did was they did this really neat, like, uh, mixture of stuff. Where it was a season-long overarching plot. But then they would have episodes that focused on different, like, B-lister characters. So you'd get, like, a episode focused entirely on Booster Gold. Or you get an episode based on The Question, played by Jeffrey Combs in an amazing, mm. like, voice acting role. Mm-hmm. He was so good in that. Uh, and they just kept doing this for different characters while also pulling out a really interesting plot. In, like, the first season, it's about the, like, uh, uh, Amanda Waller, like, I think it's either Cadmus or Ar- I think it's Cadmus. And then the second episode, it's about, um... Uh, Gorilla Garage trying to get a group together to do something that's not revealed until the end of the season. But, like, that show ended with, like, a really, really good pair, I think, either a pair of episodes or one episode where they basically brought, like, the entire cast back and they showed, ev- they gave everyone a little moment. But I really would like a third season for that just so they could focus on more characters and do more, like, plot lines for some of these, like, lesser well-known DC characters because they, they really did a good job with them. Mm-hmm. Like giving them asides. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I last, totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. The last, uh, the big, big one for me, the one that, like, has, like, some really, like, childhood, like, I guess, like, not pictures, uh, it harkens back to my childhood, really, is, uh, Spider Man the Animated Series. Oh, okay. That old one. Yeah. Yeah, the one that had the uh, Joe Barry doing the... Yeah. <laughs> really that, that, good Spider-Man VA for that. Go ahead, H.T., what were you well, saying? I, I just want to say that, that basically the only thing I associate that Spider-Man series with is Butt Rock and that Spider-Man ride at Universal. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Good. It. It kind of felt like to me like a primer to like the uh, what they're doing with the current like Marvel Cinematic Universe because you'd have Spider-Man giving like 
little asides to like talk about the defenders or something or shit that just wasn't happening in the cartoon. Like it felt like a connection more to like back to those comics, you know? Mm-hmm. So the last season also ended on a cliffhanger with Mary Jane being like sort of captured and taken to another dimension by someone. But those last two like episodes really, really set out some super good stuff. They it kinda had like a little bit of like HG, you know about the uh, Spider-Verse comics? Like, that whole event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it actually harkened that, like, forward to that in a way. It's sort of like, it was sort of a foreshadowing of that coming up because it was all about these different Spider-Mans from different dimensions coming together to, like, solve a problem. Right. With uh, the TAS Spider-Man being a part of that. And I mean, at the end of the episode, he got to, at the end, of, like, on the finale, he got to meet Stan Lee. Oh, that's Actually weird. voiced by Stan Lee, and it was great. It'd be yeah. weird if Stanley wasn't voiced by Stanley at this point. <laughs> hey kids, it's me, Stanley. <laughs> Hi kids, I'm Staniel Lee. Staniel? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, Staniel. Did you know that Stan is short for Staniel? <laughs> See, like I was going to make a joke about like Stanley being voiced by Jaleel White. I don't know if I have it in me anymore. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jaleel White. I'm Jaleel White. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Emphasis on white. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But yeah, in a way, it almost feels like cheating to like mention these series because they get like they got like really really good finales, but. Like, mm-hmm. some of these, sometimes these finales, like, sort of get you primed up for, like, an even more, like, an even be- better, like, next season, you know? Yeah, yeah. good answers. Yes. I have seen none of the cartoons that either of you mentioned. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about them. Uh, let me burn through these real quick. Um, so, just by way of explanation... Uh, we have had two reviews on our podcast, and we were able to view neither of them on iTunes, and we found out that it's because iTunes doesn't show you reviews that you have had from other countries. <laughs> I'm shaking yeah. my fist right now. I'm shaking my fist. Yeah. Our bad. So, uh, well, iTunes bad. That's yeah. our fault. Uh, yeah, iTunes bad. Partially I'm our faultless. fault because I was negligent and didn't Google it. But I'm going to go ahead, because we promised we would read our first review, I'm going to go ahead and read both of the ones that we got real quick, and I'm going to make this okay. real fast. Uh, sure thing. The first one is uh, from Cherry Pie, who is uh, one, of our, uh, one of our most faithful listeners, yep. uh, who says, Great informative podcast. Learned lots on the behind the scenes of many cartoons. Uh, which is great because we do too. We don't know the behind the scenes <laughs> stuff until we yeah. watch them and then Google it. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad, I'm glad you're enjoying having that experience with us. That's really cool. Um, the next one is from uh, Vortis, who is that the person we mentioned from Mastodon earlier? No, no. Vortis no. is, uh, I've known him for a while. He is, he has his own podcast. It's called, uh, Cobalt. Yeah, two podcasts, right? Um, yeah. One, the, uh, one of them, mostly Cobalt's Extent. That one is on hiatus right now. And, uh, the other one is Deek Geeks, spelled D-I-C Geeks, uh, as in the company Deek, which is a, similar to our podcast. They watch, uh, they watch cartoons and talk about them. <laughs> from the, the Deek company. Yeah. 
Yeah. So if this podcast is relevant to your interests, you might go and check out theirs. Um, so Vortis says, ever wonder what's on those massive giant 600 cartoon collection DVDs they sell at Walmart? Me neither. Well, we don't really have Walmart in the UK, but Casey the dog, Cirque the cat, and HT the raccoon are on a mission to watch them all. In each episode, they watch three random cartoons from a big list that ranges from cartoon classics to long-forgotten gems, all the way down to public domain dreck. A lot of that today. And then they discuss how confusing, weird, or downright racist the cartoons turn out to be. The trio have an excellent rapport, play off each other well, and are naturally funny hosts for a thoughtfully enjoyable podcast. And that is so nice to read. Thank you for yes. complimenting me and saying nice things about me. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 like resp- I like hearing good, positive remarks. And, and I I have, attaching the same sentence. And I have a massive ego. <laughs> so, <laughs> so i really appreciate that um it it it, 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 it makes his worm-filled heart flutter mm-hmm. yeah and so so thank you also to vortis for being uh for being a faithful listener to our program uh and those were our two reviews they both have five stars um and if you uh, would like to leave us a review we would be very grateful yeah we yeah, got helps us a lot absolutely it really does um like i mean we did pay for the mid band thing but mm-hmm. even still like one of the better things is just you know giving us a review like even if it's not like a high score like even if it's just like a four star or something or a three star who cares uh you know it's fine uh just give us a rating it helps us basically uh go up in algorithms uh helps us people find us uh and yeah also tell your friends tell your uh co-workers tell your just your roommates or anyone really about uh this podcast and yeah you'll be able to find uh yeah we'll be able to find a bigger following uh and actually uh we actually been getting a huge response like uh just like minor statistics uh we actually uh since that mabib band spot we actually doubled on followers on twitter um we've we've more than doubled on listens uh yeah since then so like yeah like thank you very much and if you're listening to this really we from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, we are actually getting to the point where we're uh, looking into uh, possibly getting a Patreon. Uh, in fact, uh, that's what we would like to do. Uh, and thankfully, Patreon didn't en- end up putting in those really annoying updates. So, hey, uh, yeah. we actually won't feel guilty about doing it. Uh, yeah. we were, cons- we, we were a bit, conf- we were a bit lost at what we we're going to do if that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so we're gonna so keep an eye on that. We don't have a lot of details on that, so just yeah. You know. And if you if you have a suggestion for us of something you think would be a good reward for Patreon patrons, then yeah. uh, let us know. That would actually yeah, help please. us out a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it um, would be fantastic, actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, oh goodness, there was something else I wanted to mention. Um, <sighs> just the boilerplate, right? Um, well, I mean, yeah, there's the boilerplate stuff. Like, uh, I mean, uh, if you, if you want to, uh, watch any of the cartoons that we watched today, we always put it in the description notes, as we said at the beginning. Um, oh, before I forget, uh, we need to do the prompt because I keep on almost forgetting to put the prompts in these freaking episodes. (laughs) Yeah, we all keep forgetting that. Yep. Okay. So the prompt is what animated character 
would you like to spend a night at a bar with as friends? Okay. <laughs> as friends. I was about to ask. <laughs> as friends. Okay. So there you go. All right. Uh, so there you go. And it doesn't even necessarily mean you have to drink with them or anything like that. You could be like, I don't know, doing whatever you would like to do. Just hanging out, eating wings or whatever. Who knows? Uh, just, you know, who would you like to hang out with in a public setting, basically? Uh, but yeah. Uh, now, if you want to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter is at Toontown Public. Our email address is ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com. Uh, let's see... What else do we need to talk about? Um, oh! Oh, God, I forgot again. Damn it. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Just stall, stall for me, Casey. Do we want to talk focus. about the interview that we did? Yes, that's exactly what I was going to get into. Yeah, okay. so, uh, so yeah, we had an interview on another podcast. It's ha- it hasn't been published yet. It may have been published by the time this episode is out, but we don't really have the details on that. Uh, we were interviewed... Uh, by our uh, now friend of the show, uh, Mickey Bamboo. Yeah, Mickey Bamboo, who has a podcast called Panda Paws that highlights creators inside of the furry fandom. Uh, and, that is uh, a pause with a P A U S E. Yes. Yep. And if you would like to listen to that, if you'd like to hear more about, uh, if you'd like to hear more about what happens, like on our end, creating the show, then that would be a that would be a pretty uh, that would be a pretty good resource. Uh, I think we did a pretty. I think we had a pretty entertaining. Yeah, uh, interview. And we also I had we a lot also, of fun doing that. We also talk a bit about ourselves as well, and yeah. like a little bit more where we come from with a lot of this stuff. Uh, yeah, stuff that we and, don't have time to talk about really here. <laughs> yeah, like so. even though we're going almost two hours already. <laughs> well that's Um, why we don't have time to talk about ourselves here is because (laughs) exactly um so uh yeah i think that's everything for now um but yeah just uh give us your ideas for patreon stuff uh send the prompt uh and yeah we are all good so uh i'm ishii the raccoon i'm casey the dog i'm Cirque the cat and these cartoons have been archived and happy 2018, by the way. Oh, yeah. Happy 2018. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to the next year. Yay. Mm. All right. I Bye. forgot my noise maker. Okay. You know, you guys could just pay me with a swear jar.